This week on the podcast, we're joined by Johnny Tobin and Tom Crotty. Lads, how's it going? How are you, Stephen? Good, Stephen, thanks. And not too bad. I'm in fairly good form after that match last week. We were hoping that Ireland's win over Japan wasn't a blip and that we could back it up against the All Blacks. And by God, did we do that? And uh, it's a strange sight to see the All Blacks down on their knees in 38 minutes trying to get gasping for breath or getting fresh air. Um, it was a nice sight to behold. Um, incredible stuff, lads, wasn't it? Yeah, it was great stuff. I wonder if Tom got his apology letter for James Lowe. It has to be official now, Tom. (laughs) Headed paper. It has to be an official capacity. (laughs) Yeah, he was good. No, it was great to see. Lads deserve second chances. Lads deserve second chances. He was was extremely good, I have to say now. Hats off. Hats off to him. He um, really shone. He's a, he took his criticism on the chin last year, and by God, he got to work on it. And he said that in the interview afterwards. He, as he used the word bollockses, you bollockses have been. Uh, <laughs> he said it in the live interview and everything. Did you um, take offence to that, Tom? No, no, no. I'm glad I spurred him on. I'm glad I spurred him on. <laughs> Look, we always said we all. Yeah. Nobody ever, ever, ever said anything about him going forward. It was just that just his defence was poor in the Irish internet. Yeah, and it's not even for Lens. I mean, we all said how super he is for Lens all the time. So I mean, it's nothing personal. It was just just an um, over the over the period of time that he had played for Ireland before, um, his defense was atrocious. But I mean, he especially the last tackle he made by I know. Look, he he made the right decision to bite in and took him out. You know, yeah, because and, if 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 that had went wrong, we would have a completely different conversation today. <laughs> yeah, but oh, look, 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 look. If that's isn't that what sport is about? You know, you have to take a chance. It either yeah. comes off or it doesn't come off. He backed himself, in fairness. Yeah, he did. Yeah. In fairness. Really, did. He, he made a couple of good defensive reads. In fairness to him, throughout the game, there was a couple of times yeah. now that he was crucial. Um, you know, in in defence. So, fair play to him. Um, going forward though, as well, that first try was, you know, yourself. It's. It, they look easy on the television um, to get in that wing and touch down the corner, but it's not. It's a body not position. No, no. Body position and everything. And an all black that hit him square on then just after he touched it down and knocked him about five or six yards over to the side. So, um, yeah, you're no. Completely fair... exposed there as you're, you're, yeah. leaving, you're leaving your feet. Like, you know, you're, it's very, very risky. There's a lot to do there still between that two foot between you and the, the dry line, like, you know. But that's his. That's his, isn't it? It's kind of especially. He's so strong. Like he's physically. He's like he's, he's a powerful, powerful man, mm. and he's a really good. He's like he's a really good finisher. You know, uh, Ireland doesn't have too many of those actual finishers. Keith Earls would be another one. You know that you know if he's there, that close to the line, that they finish, and he's he's he was fantastic to watch the weekend. Absolutely, really good. um, lads. Uh, I'm going to have to plug in the laptop while I'm talking to you. So while I'm doing that, and you see the laptop moving around, um, talk to us about your about just the match in general. Um, I suppose Ireland from one to fifteen. I think everyone had a good game. I think Ian Henderson, and I know this sounds mean, was the only one that I think had a bit of a blip on the day. But you can't blame the chap as well. He hasn't had much game time since he got back from the lines, but. Uh, I think everyone put their shoulders to the wheel. He got very, he got very little game time in the lines too. But I was critical of him in the group. Um, but when I look back on the game, I watched it again on Monday when I got home. Um, 
he gassed out because he gave it everything for 25, 50, 30 minutes, you know. Um, he made a couple of silly mistakes, but that comes down to game time again. He done nothing in the lines. He, did he play one game, I think, in, or two games in the lines? That's all he got, yeah. Yeah, he, he got no tests, actually, in the lines. Yeah. It was all the friendly warm-up games. I'd, um, I'd so be huge he's, he's been out of a test match. But um, mm. I, I actually have to hold my hands up there and say he, he gave it a good bit for, for 25, 30 minutes, and he, I think he was gassed out. I think it's something Johnny that you can say about him. He doesn't. He always does give it all. Like when he, when yeah, he no, he would. Yeah, no, in fairness, he'd be would. one of my. He's actually, you know, he's a very honest player. One of my, one lad that actually really get behind and support. You know, being chosen. He's uh, yeah, he's an honest uh, fella. Like he's a yeah, he's a good worker. Yeah, you know, very good. You know, that you know, he hit the nail on the head. He's a worker. Yeah, you know, it's like James Ryan. James Ryan had, and I would have been really, really, really down on James Ryan in the last while. Because I don't think he was performing well. I thought I actually at one stage was really wondering did he deserve a place on their team? And everyone was, you know, when the pundits were starting to talk about him being captain and this, that, and the next big captain, you know, the next captain going forward. I didn't, I thought he was playing really, really poorly. But after looking at the game, and again, Johnny, go, as you said, if you go back and like I was at the game. So when you go back and watch it on telly, you know, you go back and and have a look at it. You really realise, Jace, he was he was a dog. He put he like he really, really, really put in some effort, some effort around. You see the, park the smaller the, stuff that we missed when you're watching it live. Dirty, dirty stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's one, I I'd say that's one of his on, better games. James Ryan. Um, I think by the media, I suppose by by us as supporters, like you know, destined to be the next captain, whatever have you. I remember Sean talking about James Ryan at home, but six, seven, eight years ago how good he was and how good he was going to be and he was definitely going to be the next captain and then he kind of, I don't know if it got in his head but got the better of his head and he, he lost sight of then just playing rugby and now he's he's just playing rugby again at the moment Like so it'll be interesting to see how well he goes this Sunday as captain um, yeah. with pressure back on him again you know, um, because they're, like you're, Sexton's out with the team so there's a big leader gone missing from the team, when Mahani's on the bench there's another big leader away from him but he does have Henderson with him who is a big leader Tyke Furlong is obviously a big leader as well and uh, Conor Murray then as well good experience and good leader so it might be a nice balance there for him to, to go at it you know absolutely um, yeah um, across the rest of the pitch I think everyone put in a solid shift there as well um, and I didn't mean to sound what do you call it I wasn't criticising Ian Henderson Per se, I think he's a great player. Like you said, he does a lot of the dirty work. Um, but uh, yeah, no, across the pitch is very good. Big changes this week, lads, and um, particularly the half backs, which might change how the game is played slightly. Um, because you don't have that tempo of Jameson Gibson Park. Um, and you've, you've Johnny won't be there pulling the strings either. So, the, like you said, it's going to be a quite big test for uh Joey Carberry, but Connor Murray's style as well. Is he able to keep that speed up? You know, things yeah. are a bit slower in Munster from, from an attacking point of view. It'll be very interesting to watch, is it actually Andy Farrell's uh, coaching or is it Leinster's way of playing? If you get me with Sexton mm-hmm. and Gibson Park, that's the tempo Leinster kind of try to play at. If Ireland revert back to this box-kicking, slow, steady game against the Argies, then is, is Andy Farrell's coaching plan actually as good as we thought it was over the last two games? So mm-hmm. that that's where for me that's where it'd be interesting. Um at the halfbacks, especially because it's it's the Munster halfback player compared to the Leinster halfback player. Is Murray going to 
put boot the ball 65 times on Sunday. Yeah. Johnny's after freezing. <laughs> yeah. It, well, I, I would look at it as... as um, Probably. Um, are you there? Yeah, go ahead, yeah, Johnny. You, you blipped yeah, out there for a while. There, <laughs> yeah, uh, Robin Johnson was just trying to ring me there. <laughs> um, look, I just think it'll be interesting. Um, I think it'll be very interesting to see how they go as a partnership um, collectively because they are the link players. It's the exact same pack. Small changes in the outfield. Henshaw coming in, Balakum coming in. Nothing overly changing. Mm-hmm. Must be getting another call, Tom. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> um, but it'll be interesting to see how they work. Absolutely. Tom is gone now. Are you there? I got you. Oh, yeah, no, we're here. Oh, we're here, Johnny. I think it's your that's yeah. you that's flipping out. Down in a holiday. Yeah, it's Robin Johnson. He keeps ringing me. <laughs> <laughs> he, must, he must be looking for a favour. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I think it'll be the biggest test will be. Uh, it's not more. I don't see Murray being. I mean, if it is the gameplay that's that's Farrell and uh, the attack coach of sort uh, are are going for this change of tempo. I don't. I think Connor Murray will get the ball away. He it won't be as quick as Gibson. I mean, Gibson Park has definitely put a number nine shirt. <laughs> that that's his. As far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. That's his. That's his. That's his shirt. You know, I, I, he, he had an outstanding game. It is Joey to see Joey like Joey Carberry come on. I know he got the kicks, and then so like it's, it's unbelievable to get. Can you imagine the pressure of of going into in in there and having to to kick those three kicks? Yeah, with with the, with the crowd that was in it. I mean, it's not just it's not going out and throwing parties. It's the whole place packed to the rafters with such expectations, you know, because the game had been had been everything had just gone had gone had gone unbelievably well, and every you know all the plays were working, you know everything was on the plate for us to win, and to have the press that pressure to come on and kick those kicks was phenomenal. But on the other hand, then how he hasn't been playing, hasn't looked like he's enjoyed the game, and we talk about a you know the Leinster way they're playing. Carberry came from that, so I mean, there's no he hasn't had the game time for Munster either to to bring in that game to bring in that attacking. Joey Carberry was an attacking player from fullback. I mean, we all saw it. And one thing we would have said for, and I think it's probably one of the reasons that he got picked to kind of replace Sexton or to come in is that because he's an attacking and wasn't it would be an attacking ten. Now I don't know if that has to be seen at the weekend. Will he? Will he have the confidence to attack a 10 like Johnny attacked a 10? Because I think taking that ball right to the line the way Johnny does and playing the way we do really is is is, is that format that's working. Yeah, you know, absolutely. I think when he came in on, on, on Saturday, he hit a little bit at 10. Yeah. He's not he, he wasn't there, up right? into the game line. He doesn't have He's the physical presence to no. do game line carrying. But he does. Yeah. He has the. He has that ability. He had the ability to find to bring that ball right up to bring know, that in. Have yeah. to take it to take the contact, but just to, just to bring it to that. And you never knew when he was going to attack. And that's what. Mm. That's what he. That's what we. You need is your second ten. You know, if he's going to replace Sexton, he has to now. 
enjoy it and take it on. And uh, that's that's my only feel. Yeah. He was actually the. Do you know what? Out of all the players that came on on Saturday, it's terrible to think that he was the one player I was most worried about. Yeah, you know, it yeah. wasn't. It wasn't Conor Murray. It wasn't Peter. No, I mean Peter Mahoney. The only fear he was present. The only fear you have of Peter is, you know, he's going to give it everything, but he could give away a yellow car or he could give away a penalty. You know, he's really, he's really going to, he, you know, like he wears his heart on his sleeve. He's just phenomenal mm-hmm. over the years. And again, like you saw what he did with the turnovers and Tyke Byrne the same. And even Earlsy coming on, you know, like no one's going to get past Earlsy. He's going to tackle. But you just had this little worry. He was the only player that when I saw him coming on, I was going, Jesus yeah, how's how's this going to work? I was I was worried with how deep he was sitting as well. He wasn't first receiver for a lot of that stuff. And again, Tom, coming back to what you were saying, if you if they want if he if we want an uh, attack in ten like him or like Johnny Sexton, he needs to be distributing the ball and playing on the line and maybe not taking a lot of the contact or yeah. doing all the defensive stuff Johnny does, but at least you know the being the, thinking around the pitch. Yeah, see, Ross Ross Burn doesn't do. But Harry does. Yeah. Yeah. Ross yeah. doesn't do it either. But if you look at that game, Sexton took an awful lot of late hits. Mm-hmm. So physically, Sexton would be able for them hits and he's durable. As he's well experienced at him. But Carberry, would he have been able for late hits? You know, if, if Carberry carried to the line. So maybe it was a game plan move, have Joy step deeper and, and get him just to distribute the ball. To build confidence into the game, maybe from a coach's yeah. perspective. Well, I, I think himself, on, I think you hit the nail in the head, though. Me. I think you hit the nail in the head, Johnny, when you said it earlier, like a few months ago. Just that, that's you know that he did that. He did step back a little bit out of the gate. He wasn't mm. throwing himself there, and I think he's just got that. You know, a confidence player. Someone gets a confidence player. They're just going to get the ball in hand and we're just going to go forward. And you look at a Matt Smith, like he just <sighs> he just hits the line. Jesus, it just, it just, that's just confidence exudes. It just, actually, there's a brilliant. You see the brilliant photograph of himself and the mentor, Johnny, uh, Johnny Wilkinson. <laughs> it's a great confidence booster if Johnny Wilkinson is your coach. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, tell you, I think that's I tell what you. it is. I, I personally, I'm not Joey Carberry's biggest fan as an international rumor, but I personally think that was a coaching call to have Joey step back a couple of steps to build confidence into the game because he's not. He hasn't had much game time, like we've said. And then he kicked three very, very important kicks. Yeah. If he got rattled physically, he would might not have kicked them. He definitely wouldn't yeah. have kicked that one from the halfway line if he's yeah. had to get a couple of late shots. So yeah. like it's 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 a game management thing. I think I, I personally think that's what it would be in here. Yeah, I just I you know because I it's hope... not the style we're looking to play, so we just have to play it to the opposition we're playing against. Yeah. It's, I just hope he. I hope this out of all the players on the pitch this weekend, I hope he's the one that that shines a bit, that gets yeah. that confidence. You know, and that's that's where I'm most worried about Sunday. The allergies are very, very physical. Yeah, that's where I think our rugby is going to go back. For, Murray's going to be forced to kick the ball more because Carberry is not going to be an attacking threat to get game line. So we're going to look for fifty twenty twos. We're going to look for letting them attack back out. And well, I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be you, an attractive. Yeah, style but it's not the way to. It's definitely not the way to play the air. Like it's definitely not the way to because the RGs will. The RGs will attack on their backs. They have a good, a good back line. Just watch them again. But like they too have had, you know, a lot of games coming onto this. So 
I mean, the way it is, we do need to run around the park, the big heavy pack, yeah. and that that pack. They do. If they just, I'm presuming they will stay the same. Look, they they played against Japan with the format, all backs with the format. I can't. It'd be terrible to see him change anything. I know yeah, Murray's not I, the same I, speed. I personally think no kicking. I personally think kicking. Robbie Henshaw will get the ball a lot first off of scrums or lineups instead of Joey Harbour. Yeah, I, I yeah. Might absolutely agree with that. Yeah, um, and then uh, you've I, had, think, I think they'll try to build a phase and give two or two forward runs before giving the ball to Joey, so that he can get depth on attack and has a, he can see where he's going to go then and hopefully something appears itself. I don't think we have the confidence in him yet or. He has the ability yet to run at first phase straight away. Yeah, like, no, no, yeah, yeah, because you have Craig Casey there too coming and, on and Harry, which, which will which will give which will give a definitely up the up the ante and up the pace. And Jack Harry, oh, Harry carry the ball to the line. No, it's Harry Byrne, Harry Byrne, Harry Byrne. Harry Byrne yeah. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, Harry Byrne will carry the ball to the line. Absolutely, exactly. Yeah. It could be very zippy when those two boys come on if they're brought on, you know, have to change out the half back. So I tell you this it's, it's just it's just worrying like that you think we're gonna go two extremely good games attacking wise to revert back to type. And I'm hoping I'm wrong. I'm hoping we sit here next Thursday or next Friday and we beat <laughs> the Argies and we play an attacking style of rugby with Murray and, and Carberry. Yeah, and they just fit because into the plan and everything works. Rugby, but then that becomes positive for Munster rugby. Yeah, that's but the point they're trying to get across, is that it's this new style, is that it's not all reliant on Johnny. And, it, and it, you know, it, like like you're saying there, that Carberry can come in, that Craig Casey can come in and play the same style, and the, a tempo is expected from them, and not to be kicking the ball away and all this sort of stuff. But, yeah, because yeah. there's no question. There's no question Carberry has all the attributes and all the fitness. And Murray definitely has well-tested to play a fast game of rugby. Craig Casey too. And Harry Bourne maybe not as tested, but has all the attributes. So there's no question that they have the ability there to do this. But it's just, will they go back into their shell and revert back to type is what I'm worried about after a couple of bangs. I you don't know. think with the forwards that we had, the way the forwards are playing, like they were outstanding, and the amount of balls out the back, like the handling from Porter, from Furlong, like like two props <laughs> around like young fellas. like I mean, like centers, yeah. Just, it was just hand, every everything about it had changed. That that back row was absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, you know, Keelan Doris is, was outstanding. And, and you have an ath- you have athletes on the field, like. Tyg Byrne is an athlete, or Tyg Furlong is, is is an actual athlete, and Andrew Porter is exactly is coming along in the exact same frame. He's lost, he's lost some of the size. He's uh, he's agile. He's he's soft hands. Mm. Kelleher was outstanding as well. Uh, brilliant. No, like, like you can't fault, and I think like it's back to what we said. That's that is the way all our provinces should be looking to play. You know, it's yeah. back to that thing of. Yeah. We, uh, and they keep harping on until someone eventually does it. When a kid wakes up and they get their first rugby ball and they turn around, who do you want to play for? It should be, I want to play for Ireland. You know, and that's that's what it should be. And that mm. It starts with, and everybody said, you know, the ground up. But I mean, there is a sense of, from the top down, that people have to have something to look up to. Do you know what? I was yeah. guess, when you were, I was watching the warm-up with the, the two teams and, like the Aubrey's were doing their whole, they were very easy, relaxed sort of tempo, but they were doing the same warm up drills as you know most teams. Um, 
But then you turn around, if you looked up at the Irish side, there was a lot more intensity going on. I swear to God, Paul O'Connell, I reckon Paul was about to put on his jacket, was about to put on the put on the jersey. He was fired up. Absolutely fired up for them. You could see yeah, you see sometimes the, sometimes the, the the all blacks theory on it works for them. Well it hasn't sometimes, it's most times. Their their theory is they do all their work Monday to Friday or Monday to Thursday. And Saturday it's just composure. And like you said, they're to do all the warm-up drills that most teams do. I'm sure Carlo do some of the passing and handling drills that the All Blacks do. And Tulla do them and whatever else have you. But they just do them so, so much better. Yeah. And and they were just starved. They were starved of every opportunity to do anything basic. Because you saw how easy they scored so the try, though. What? You saw their, how easy they scored their tries. Oh, ridiculous. Their tries it's were like, ridiculous. It's just like a light switch. Yeah. And that you know, is today. And Johnny, you hit the nail on the switch. head. You hit the nail on the head about like I'm coaching them. Like if you're coaching the girls, and we're back into the 16s, you know, and said, "Girls, I was having an argument about because we're doing passing drills and we're dropping balls and you know learning calls." And I said, "Look, I don't just make these things out of my head. They don't just appear. I don't just suddenly go miraculously yeah. arrive up on a Monday night. They're the simplest things." And I said. They're the exact same drills that Ireland are doing and the All Blacks are doing. And they do it, and they do it, and they do it, and they're doing it since they're kids. And it becomes natural. Forwards and backs, pass the ball, out the back, out in front. They're, it's skip balls, lines are running, and they're all just simple, simple things. But as you said, the All Blacks do it so well. But that's what the kids need to be, yeah. you know, from, from a kid's point, from to teach kids, Irish kids should be learning all those things they should, before they should have silky ball handling skills first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I, I I know we were we had a discussion about the, the, the youth system in Ireland before, but I had a little thing. I heard a little thing during the week there. I won't mention where it was or who it was, but a coach shouting at somebody, "Don't kick the ball. It's not part of the plan." And I was thinking to myself, well, "What is the plan?" Like you know. To kick it, let them let them figure things out. Like it's just, you see the All Blacks there, they kick it when they want to kick it, they pass when they want to pass it. Kicking is a major part of the game when it's used correctly. But I think like in New Zealand, it's encouraged to do everything with the ball, kick it, pass it. See, see, uh, Sebu recently was against Wales and he was throwing one-handed basketball passes. <laughs> that's not something that just happens. That's practiced. You know. Yeah. Like it's it's. It's gas. It's just they do everything so well, but the Irish intensity last Sunday or last Saturday was just oh, don't have time night. to think. Yeah, you see, you see, sometimes like as a coach, you, you you get you get into things. You know, you have your systems of play, which everybody you kind of, every coach has a kind of system or way, and it's not it's it's the way you want to play. But sometimes you get bogged down, and you kind of get bogged down into into things where into drills, and you get bogged down into the way you're playing, and. I remember playing the coach on the side, and I remember we were really, really just going through a bad phase, a couple of bad games. And mm. I just said, actually, do you know what today? I think we've forgotten. We're all gone so intense about doing stuff and getting yeah. stuff right. We've actually forgotten how, forgotten to enjoy and play the game. Yeah. You know, you tend to forget this, like, especially with, with when you have younger players. These lads want to run with the ball, they want to throw yeah, they a want pass, to try they want to. Yeah, and then, you know, you don't want to, because as coaches, sometimes we get, you know, you start flipping the lid because uh, 
oh, that space opened up there. And why didn't you take that? We should have done this. We should have done that mm. motion. But then like, you were not on the pitch. And you kind of have to say, hold on. They're then upset because they feel they should have done this or they should have done that. And everything gets muddled up sometimes. And you just have to say, go out and play. And that game, I say go out and play, we actually won. We won well. You know, because yeah. they actually went out and they came back in. And, and one of the players actually came up and he said, you know, I said, that was the best thing you said all year. Yeah. I've no, I've a weird thing at the moment yeah. with Kilkenny with, with College. I, I, I was the worst in the world for being intense. And anyone that would have coached with me or against me, and Blanche tell you this, I was the worst in the world. I got used to so bogged down in trying to be perfect, that the team was perfect and we, we knew everything and we could do everything. And we, when we're a million miles away from perfect, realistically, so my two things now that I say to the kids when we're playing in Kilkenny College is make sure every game we learn something and we enjoy it. And after that, the scores are relevant. Like we got beat last week, Castle Knock, 36-5. 25 fellas played rugby. 25 fellas came out of the field. They got a half each. The 10 subs got a half and the 15 fellas got a half. And everyone got back onto the bus and they were delighted. You know, so you're winning there. Like, and, you know, that's, that's the main thing. Like. Mm-hmm. But uh, I just, I think, I think the Irish team at the moment, the point to make it there is they're enjoying the rugby. Absolutely, they're, they're playing with more confidence, and their supporters they're more are flair enjoying. And supporters seems are to be more enjoying rugby. when you're watching it, you know. But I think it makes such you know? a difference in the atmosphere of a, of a game when that that you can see that you can see everyone just playing. There's a game in front of you, and they're enjoying it. And they're going for it, and the, yeah. the, it feeds the crowd. Like, been, I've been at so many matches, and that is to be honest, that is the best match I've ever been at in my life, and that is better than the last yeah. All Black win. You know, I've never. Yeah. The yeah. Whole, I was at the last the whole, All Black game. Yeah, definitely. And I was better. sitting in the incredible. I was yeah. sitting in the, the sports bar in Paris, watching that game, and I heard I heard the fields of Athenry coming on during the hacket. Uh, I was bouncing. I was bouncing with excitement in this bar in the middle of Disney Village with the fields of Athenry ringing on <laughs> in the background of the hacker. It was just goosebump stuff. like. And that was actually something that's going to bring up. Oh, here he goes again. Look. <laughs> you were off enjoying yourself. We were working hard here, Johnny, trying to keep up the show. <laughs> but actually, to define work time, you have to get paid. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Stephen. What's the story with this? Yeah, we're, we're looking, we're looking into it. But we're o- the, like, we're open for sponsorship. Your, like, what is the opinion of? I I'd be very much in two minds at this. I have a huge thing about the hacker, and I don't know. It was a really fifty more than fifty fifty thing on people saying it was not nice. This, it started only one little corner of of the Viva to start singing during the hacker. Yeah, you know, because it's like a hack it, I think it is. It felt a bit odd yeah. when it was happening, uh, but then I tried to. Re- a lot of people right? start to look to men. I tried to rationalise it by saying that, like, they're throwing down a challenge to you. It's their war yeah. thing to get you psyched up, and, and we're responding by going, "Here's our national anthem." You respond so to speak. after, though. Yeah, true. Yeah, you know, like if we were playing Fiji on Sunday, would we sing the fields of Athenry through? The Fijian hacker, or the Tongan hacker, or the Samoan hacker. I guarantee you, we wouldn't, because we're not as sorry, we're not as afraid of them as what we would be of the All Blacks. 
But seemingly that hacker that they like, picked, and I know nothing about hackers, but it was seemingly that hacker that they picked it was actually a really respectful hacker to the Irish team. Yeah, it was yeah. Kapalunga. Yeah, it was a really respectful one. They don't pull it out very um, often, apparently. Yeah. It was a really, it was a really respectful one. It was a really, really good one. Um, and I, I just thought, now, I did give me goosebumps here in the fields of Baton Roy, but then from knowing a couple of New Zealand Flanders and how proud they are of the hacker, like, it was a little bit disrespectful. Like, that didn't happen in 2018. No. But it was only started. You could hear, you could hear it a pin drop in one corner. It started in one corner. And then it's just... Uh, you could hear a pin drop in the Aviva in 2018 yeah, when the hacker was It's all quiet. Yeah. You could you could literally hear yourself thinking in the Aviva for two minutes when the hacker was going on. Did we do that as well in um, Chicago that time um, when they formed the number eight for Axel? They done the figure eight. Did they not do Fields of Atten Roy during the hack at that time? I, don't, I can't remember. I don't think they sang yeah. during the hack. I think they sang after the hack. Yeah, that's probably it. Yeah, no, I was on two minds about it when it was happening. I was like trying to rationalize it as well. But yeah, I had a discussion with my daughter actually in the car there. And she was saying she thought it was a bit disrespectful. We're just talking about it because I was telling her I was about to record this. And mm. yeah, she felt odd about us sort of yeah. doing that in the middle of their traditional thing, you know, so. Yeah. Right, like, to be fair, the national anthem isn't really a big thing for New Zealanders, but the hacker is. Yeah. yeah. You know? Well, it's something that's there. So, like, like I'd say it gives an advantage. I mean, it does it really. I mean, yes, probably a small advantage getting the start and kick off, but it's nothing that, I mean, if you once the crowds start getting behind Ireland or getting behind, if the Weber team are playing the All Blacks, once you start that atmosphere, generally, you know, as you say, straight after after the hacker, you know, they're professional teams. It doesn't really, come, I don't think it really comes into us. It. It's just if you took the hacker out of New Zealand's trips, I mean, it'd be it'd be a horrible thing, you know, to lose the, to lose that hacker. I mean, to be, it's such a huge part. It gets everybody into the grounds. That's the other thing. The amount of people that go to the ground get in there on time to see oh, the hacker. And there's no bars walking up and down. And excuse me, excuse me. And they're walking in by you at the start of the match. Everybody was sitting down, you know, yeah. ready to go. I think it's, that's why it's a huge, it's an important thing to have when the All Blacks come because it's just a special, it is special. Yeah, absolutely. And long may it continue as well. Um, lads, we're, we're probably to wrap up shortly, um, but uh, there's no local rugby this weekend for the J1s and all that anyway, so another weekend off. But the week after, there's a bit of tastiness going on. Uh, Carlo Kilkenny, or Carlo Tullo. Carlo uh, Sorry, um, yeah, James Blanchard's not here. Uh, Tullo, Carlo, of course, uh, in the Leinster League. Nice little derby. Do you want to have a chat about that? That's too early yet. Jesus. <laughs> that's we have all next, that's we, for next we, week. We've all we've all next week to come up with the stories. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, all ah, the look, games look, start. Look, we all we all know Carlo Tull is going to be a dinger anyway, no matter what. Jesus. They could go out and play tiddlywinks and it'll be, it'll be a competition there. So <laughs> all right. Well, Jeff, Johnny, what are you at? He's getting he's getting fired up for it already. <laughs> I didn't mean to. Oh, it's gone, Tom. <laughs> so anyone listening to the podcast that can't see the visual, uh, 
Johnny Tobin was messing with his phone and he's gone he's gone missing there now. But Tom, we'll wrap it up. Yeah, we're looking forward to that match anyway. And the Argentina match, we'll see how it goes. We'll chat about it next week. Uh, will Ireland revert to course or will we continue on with this new sort of attacking plan? But uh, it's exciting and it's a good time for uh, Irish rugby as well. We're back on track, so to speak. Absolutely, yeah. Um, we know we've no fixtures except for we have... I better if we could give the youths a plug out while I'm here. Yeah. Fill out the last few minutes. We have our, our under-13s are playing Tullow at 3 o'clock in, in Tullow. 14s are away to Navin on Saturday. Uh, who else is there? Oh, 16s are, 16s are playing, playing tonight at half seven in, in Oak Park. So anyone that's around, if you can hear, come out soon. Uh, 18s playing Scaries and the Rhinos, the girls are, are playing Metro in the semi-final of a cup or something um, in Tolo on Saturday morning. So that's the combination of Carlo and Tolo girls. And yeah. they are flying. So if anyone's around the Tolo area wants to go watch the girls play, they're playing Saturday morning and they are absolutely buzzing for it. I think if they've gone from, just noticing the other night, they've gone from having barely 15 up to 20-something players that's great in the, last, in the last couple of weeks and there's just girls and girls joining more and more and more girls joining every week it's a great you know, idea from, so from both clubs from both yeah. clubs like they're not just like it's not just one club or the other the like you can really see where it has developed because uh, the 16s would be majority of Tulla players because it would have been there and a couple came have joined in from carlo but the 14s really is a serious combination and they're going to be some team next year and and, and the year after absolutely it's a great yeah, initiative to the girls yeah, yeah exactly and uh, long may continue anyway onwards and upwards as to say well that's it from the knock on for this week tom crowdy and johnny tobin and myself Stephen Byrne this week james planchfield will be back with us hopefully next week we'll talk to you then <laughs>